Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey, it's the basement. Hello, I'm so thrilled that you're here. Glad that you're joining me. This is my basement. You are really here with me, at least virtually. It's me, it's the Ultimate Warrior, and it's a great show today. Have you seen what's going on in the Buffalo Bills quarterback room? Hijinks, chemistry, bets. Josh Allen slide. If you do it, something will happen. If you don't, there's this whole crazy story about this. We're going to get into this as part of what's hilarious today. Also, we're going to talk about some Cowboys. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFC South, my favorite, least favorite division. It's incredible what's going on there. And we have a bite fight. Ring the fight bell, da-ding, 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 against a couple of losers from this past weekend. And I do mean that literally. All kinds of stuff here in the basement. It's always fun. And it always starts the same way with what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. Two games left in the old reg season schedule. I love that the Cowboys are already excited for the playoffs. And they're already looking ahead to the playoffs. And specifically, they're already looking ahead to maybe facing their division rival Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. Jerry Jones did one of his 26 different radio hits this week and says, I'd love it to play the Philadelphia Eagles again in the playoffs. Um, Dak Prescott, QB1 said... Uh, it's very confident that it, it will happen. He's very confident that the Cowboys and the Eagles will meet again for a third matchup in the playoffs. Aren't we a little bit getting a little bit excited about what's going to happen when you play the one seed in the playoffs or you go to Philadelphia in a, even a divisional round game or a title round game? Isn't this just a little bit? Guys, Cowboys, win your next two games. Win your next game, and even one game, then win the one after that, and then focus on the wild card. That's where you guys are. As a team, as an organization, you're a wild card team. So look to that, and even short of that, look to Thursday night against a bizarre, dead, zombie Titans team. The, the Eagles are not your thing right now. Why are we even hearing the word Eagles come out of your mouth? It's just it boils down to Dallas. You really think you're going to get there? People think that I am a um, provocateur, Cowboys hater. It's not that at all. I have nothing against the Cowboys on principle. My nine-year-old son has a Dak Prescott jersey. He wears it all the time. I grew up wearing an Emmitt Smith jersey. I like the Cowboys. What I don't like is undue hype on the Cowboys. Undue special attention because they are the Cowboys. I like fairness. I like to distribute attention and airtime to teams that really deserve it. Now, I'm talking about the Cowboys to open the show because they're good. Because they're one of the playoff teams. They're going to the playoffs. But I wasn't doing it just because back in September. It bothers me. It, here's what bothers me. Because we have the owner and the quarterback openly getting excited about maybe seeing the Eagles in the playoffs next year. We have a quarterback who's 1-3 in the playoffs for his career. He's won one playoff game ever he's lost the other three we have an organization since their last super bowl which is when i was in high school is four and eleven in the playoffs since then this is not a playoff winning program franchise company team this is not 
Year after year, the Jerry Jones product does not win playoff games, let alone Super Bowls. Year after year, the Dak Jones Cowboys do not win playoff games and don't sniff Super Bowls. That's not me hating. That's me just going by the facts. Just because you point out that the team loses doesn't mean you don't like them. If the Cowboys were to get to a title game, I would be excited. I'd feel nostalgic. It really happened. How about them Cowboys? If they were to win a Super Bowl, that'd be a really cool thing for the league, for good guys like Dak Prescott and many other guys on that team who I like and celebrate. And it'd be a hell of a story for Jerry Jones and a hell of a story for Mike McCarthy. That's a really cool thing. I wouldn't boo and hiss. There's people in the industry who do that and they either love the Cowboys or hate them. And it rates, apparently, so I'm told. And that's fine. That's their thing. It's not mine. I just laugh and I say, guys, Dallas, I don't even want to hear Philadelphia is a one seed. You just beat them when it came down to the last play of the game with their backup quarterback on your home field. Great. You definitely beat them. Don't take that away from you. The idea that you're going to see them in the playoffs is not a December, whatever the hell date it is, conversation. It is not a December 28th conversation. Beat the Titans. Win in week 18. Win the wild card. Win the divisional. These are things you don't typically do. It's very funny to me that we're already hearing, Dallas is ready for Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is getting ready for San Francisco. Dallas is ready for Philadelphia. Dallas, are you ready for the whoever the hell the NFC turns out? Are you ready for the Packers or the Lions or the Commanders in your own division? Are you ready for whatever bizarre creation comes out of the South? Are you ready for any of those teams? Because those are the teams you have to think about. Even if you want to look past these next two weeks, Fine, regular season, you're going to the playoffs. If you really want to do that, keep Philadelphia out of your mouth. I don't care if you just beat their backup quarterback. They're going as the one seed. It's happening. I don't think for a second they're going to blow that thing. Focus on the now, and then we'll get to dealing with what's happened since 1995, which is actually winning some playoff games of real substance. I think I love it, though. I love that the Cowboys are already feeling themselves because it leads to disaster. I don't root for it, but I certainly watch it. Let's get, though, to what I hate. Come on now. I hate that I love the NFC South. <laughs> is it sort of square to talk about a division as an entity and break them down and say you love this division? I don't care. There are four teams in this division. Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Falcons, they tell me are eliminated, although I still don't believe it. I still think they can figure out a way. That means there's three teams all under 500. They've all had 15 games to play and none of them can win more than they lose. It doesn't matter which one you talk about. My buddy Jason McCourty, who won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, was at the table today saying, you know, at the end of the game, Tom Brady just finds a way to win. No, he doesn't. They're seven and eight. They lose most of their games. He doesn't find a way to win. What do you mean? That's not this team. The numbers are right there. It's 7-8, and yet one of them has to make the playoffs, gets to make the playoffs, and I can't stop watching them. We have these amazing divisions. The NFC East is really good, and the NFC North is really interesting right now. I just can't stop looking at those three dogs down in the South and being like, what the hell is going to happen here, especially with the Panthers playing the Bucks this weekend. Oh, my God. Um, I hope that that game is a tie just to really, really mess things up. I hope it is a scoreless tie. Um, you know what it is? The NFC South, and this is going to be so slick of me, the NFC South is mayhem. And that is brought to you by Allstate. Switch to Allstate and save and get protected from this year's mayhem. Can you believe 
how Corey and Ham handed that was. It doesn't matter. It's a great product that Allstate offers, and it is mayhem down in the NFC South. You're in good hands in the NFC South. Are you? Are you in good hands with uh, with Sam Darnold? Are you in good hands with Andy Dalton? I just I, if if you're someone who just watches the NFL year after year, and it's usually the same trappings and the same kind of organization, the same kind of teams. Aren't you? Are, are you or aren't you? I'll ask you this. Are you into watching a terrible, like hilarious Andy Dalton Saints team host a playoff game in the Superdome? Is that funny to you? It's kind of funny to me. Or are you like, no, that's pathetic and embarrassing and the NFC South shouldn't have a playoff team? This is why I hate it. And this is why I hate that I love it. It's an interesting topic. If they, let's, let's say it goes this way. Let's say the Bucs just can't get their act together and the Saints don't win. Let's say that the Panthers win the NFC South. Your interim coach, Sam Darnold Panthers, win the NFC South, and as you know, then will host a playoff game in the wildcard round. Let's say that happens, and let's say they host, I don't know how the numbers are going to, let's say they host the Vikings. And let's just say, <clears throat> well, they wouldn't host the Vikings because the Vikings are going to win the division. Um, let's say they host the Packers. The Packers get in, and they go to Carolina. Or let's say they host the Commanders or the Cowboys, whoever it is, and um they go and they get destroyed. The Panthers lose the game 37 to six and just don't belong in the playoffs and totally stunk it up. And the network is pissed because they carried that game and the league is pissed because no one watched the game after halftime and it sucked. Could that lead to redoing this whole deal? By this whole deal, I mean enough with just giving a playoff game to the division winner. Why don't we give it to a more appropriate team who at least has a winning record who has put a much better product from start to finish on the field would they ever do that i think it would take some sort of nuclear event because as we know we've seen sub 500 teams sneak in before including the marshawn lynch beast quake play and for seattle they were sub 500 and so it's like there's this kind of sweet little history of those teams but one of them just what if one of them just got in was terrible and just said we do not belong here we didn't win more games than we lost even. We're out of here. We shouldn't even belong here. We just stunk up the NFL and we embarrassed the Shield. Then maybe they will. Then they say, the hell with it. Win your division. I don't care. Playoff playoff games go to the teams who have won more games, who have won the most games, and it's just a full meritocracy. I don't care if it's all our playoff teams. There's four from the NFC East and three from the NFC North, and those other two divisions get nothing. Would you care? I kind of want the best teams. I don't really care that each division is represented. But see, this is why I love this topic. It's, it's all over the place. And the only boring end to it is if the Bucks cough up another win or two or whatever they need to do to win the South. And it's like, oh, well, Tom Brady eventually figured it out. That's great. Respect to Brady and everything. But I'm here for the car accident. <laughs> I want those Andy Dalton, Dennis Allen Saints. I want those Steve Wilkes, Sam Darnold Panthers. Can you imagine if Sam Darnold gets in the NFL playoffs with the Panthers and the Jets do not? <laughs> that's that's fun. That's funny to me. See, I kind of hate how gross it is, but I love the car accident factor. So that's where I land out. I hate that I love the NFC South. It's the only games I'm watching this weekend. I hope Bucks Panthers is zero to zero tie, and they just have to figure all that garbage out. But let's get to what I what's hilarious. It comes from the old AFC East division. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh, my. College football season is always the greatest time of the year. You put on a jersey, get your face painted, break out the foam finger, but it's all about the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckrich smoked sausage. They're naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, 
Eckrich Smoked Sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to all your tailgate meals. Visit Eckrich.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckrich, you do you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bill's quarterback room is hilarious. Let me take you into it. There's this great piece that came out from The Athletic. So Bill's quarterback room, think about this. You got Josh Allen is the QB1, the rock star. You got Case Keenum, savvy old veteran, been on a ton of different teams, done some incredible things in the league, had some rough times in the league. He's the QB2. Matt Barkley is the quarterback three. USC, glory boy, really nice guy, also been around. So it's it's this the uber megastar that they draft in the first round and these two journeymen who have really fun kind of wacky personalities. Check the piece out. So it seems that at some point, Case Keenum, who's looking out for Josh's best interest, is on Josh a little bit or aware of Josh has uh, this habit to not slide. It's a popular topic that Josh Allen needs to protect himself. And we've talked to Josh about it a million times. And his attitude is usually like, I know I'm supposed to, but, you know, it's football. And when I can make a play for my team, I either jump over somebody or I truck them. Well, apparently this came through and Matt Barkley decided to set some sort of uh, kind of like a wager where he said, or rather this was Case Keenum. He said, if you slide during a game to Josh, you're running with the ball, you're passing the line of scrimmage, and you slide when no one's around you and just go down safely, I will come to a walkthrough wearing only a jock strap. <laughs> so I'll show up to our walkthrough wearing just a jock strap if you slide in a game, has to be in a game, feet first, nobody around you. So sure enough, Week three, this is back, Bills at Dolphins. Remember this one? It was the super, super hot game. The Dolphins ended up winning in the last snap. Josh slides feet first on an eight-yard scramble in the fourth quarter. He's not touched. He gives himself up and slides. Ran forward through a hole in the Dolphins' defense. Went left, slid forward before two defenders closed in. Keenum says allegedly he may have told him he would do that. So Allen, of course, Josh, kind of goes with one of his lines asked about it in December this month, said, I can neither confirm nor deny those allegations. Same line he used for us when we tried to get him to tell us which sports movie allegedly based in real facts drives him crazy, and he wouldn't give it up. Said they neither confirm nor deny. So Wednesday, next the following Wednesday, they do their installation day where they put the new plays in or go over there in the weight room so they can walk through each play and kind of demonstrate them and get a feel for them. Isaiah McKenzie, their wide receiver, said he was walking into the weight room with Case Keenum in his clothes like normal. And then Case said, I got to go to the bathroom. Tell Ken Dorsey, I'll be right there. Case Keenum reappears, reappears 
from the bathroom wearing only a jock strap. Mackenzie, quote, we was all staring at his cheeks. That's a great quote. Jock strap, meaning you're covered up here. And just like the, you know, this is like the 1950s gym class thing with this straps that go beneath the buttocks, totally uncovered, like there's some chaps or something. Reggie Gilliam, bare butt cheeks. Quarterbacks coach Joe Brady, exactly how you could picture it. I don't know if you want to picture that. So the best part was that the non-quarterbacks in offense, so every other position other than the quarterbacks, had no idea that this wager had taken place. So they're standing around <laughs> and Case just walks out. How are we doing, guys? What are we putting in this week? And he's sitting there in his jockstrap, no shirt, no shoes, no pants, no nothing. And they thought they had no idea even why he was doing it. So they were like super weirded out. McKenzie said, we all know that quarterback room is a little odd. <laughs> so they do a lot of odd things. That's an incredible, incredible wager. And then it goes in and it says that how they're actually really, really close. And that Josh is very, very close with Matt Barkley and he loves Case. I, it's like, I wish we could fast forward to next week on Kyle Brandt's basement so we could just ask Josh 15 different questions about the jock strap, about the hijinks, about what other wagers, what, what have they done that hasn't been paid off or hasn't been met? And then there's other stuff too. You gotta read this piece. If you're a Bills fan, just an NFL fan. So the Bills are trying to get Von Miller, trying hard. They wanted to get him. Remember, Von was gonna leave the Rams and he was picking a spot. And it was looked at as a kind of a surprise that he went to Buffalo. You go from LA to Western New York. You won a Super Bowl last year. Now, obviously money had a lot to do with it, but apparently, Josh is on the golf course in Newport Beach, it even says. So he's probably, I used to live 20 minutes from there. He's probably playing like Pelican, as they call it, a super nice place. He's playing golf with Matt Barkley and gets a GM, gets a call from the GM. Bean, our guy, gets a call from the GM and says, can you, can you help and call Vaughn? So then Josh says, I can do that, but I need you to sign Matt Barkley because he didn't know he was going to be on the team. And he's like, all right, let me see what I can do. Best part is when they finally got to Vaughn, Matt Barkley says, Josh also sent Vaughn a text, like a recruiting text. And how does he not tell us this in the basement? We asked all about his Vaughn recruitment. We asked all about it. Josh says, sends a text to Vaughn Miller, three lines, Zach Wilson, Tua Tunga Vailoa, Mac Jones. You get to play these guys six times a year. Have at it. Why would you not want to come? That's pretty awesome. He just said, why do you want to come to Buffalo? Here's the three quarterbacks in our division. That's six games out of 17 right there. And you can just eat those guys alive. That's hell of a pitch. And guess what? It worked. All the money that being threw on him worked too, but I like that pitch. I like that he went right for the throw. Because what are you going to do? You're going to say, listen, it's a great way of life here. We have great wings, great people, great tradition. All that's true. But remember, you got to hit Bond with something extra. Bond was living in LA. He's doing the McVeigh thing. They won the Super Bowl. They had a parade. It's, it's, you got to talk him out of that. You have to talk him out of that relationship and in with you. So you got to roll up your sleeves a little bit. As much as I love wings and, you know, the Buffalo Sabres, and I do, I don't know if that's getting them <laughs> exclusively out of L.A. Josh goes, you can eat. Look at the three quarterbacks <laughs> in our division. And it's funny because Josh is always really respectful, and I know two in particular who really likes. But that's a cutthroat recruiting tactic. I absolutely love it. And you know what? Scoreboard. He came. 
it worked. He made a bunch of plays. Now he's injured, but he was awesome when he was here. That's a great story. Can you imagine in one piece, you go from that recruiting story to Matt Barkley and the story of Case Keenum with his butt cheeks out and the install? Now that's hilarious. That's why we do what's hilarious. Great article. Thank you from The Athletic. Can't wait till what's going to be six, five, six, seven days from now till we get Josh in here. He plays Monday night next week. I don't know if we'll get him Tuesday. We'll figure it out. But we'll definitely ask him about that. Case Keenum, great work. That really, your Minneapolis miracle, Stefan Diggs, great throw. Dropping your pants in the Wednesday install for Buffalo. I think even better. That's hilarious. Let's move on. What are we getting? Oh, we doing bite fight? Let's go to bite fight. This is always fun. Come on, ring the bell. All right, here's what we, here's what we do. We go uh, three sound bites. Boom. Um, we play three separately from guys around the league, and I'm going to decide one bite to rule them all. Three bites enter. One bite leaves. One bite wins. Today's are all from gentlemen who lost this past weekend. Up first, let's go. Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. He's had a really great year. Been one of the cool stories. And when the Raiders finally got their act together and started to surge around November, and he was like, oh my God, Josh Jacobs is so good. What a workhorse. Well, his team has fallen on hard times and probably not going to make the playoffs. So here he was after Saturday night's loss in last minute fashion to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Here's what Josh Jacobs had to say. Go ahead, fight number one. I'm tired of dealing with this I'm tired of dealing with this like every day I come here and bust, my uh, I see I see the guys you know bust their and you know, and the result is not there. And you know, for me, the last four years the result hasn't been there. And um, quite frankly, I don't know what else to do. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is what it is. Yeah, that's brutal. So that was after a game in which Josh was standing on the sideline watching a couple of rookies, Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, go through the snow and the cold in the last minute and throw a touchdown in the end zone. It was a, it was a wrap. Very frustrating loss. I, you know, I always find it interesting, too, when the Alabama guys like Jacobs come in the league on bad teams because they're like, what the hell? We're coming from Tuscaloosa and Saban. The only disappointment is we don't win the national title every single year. And to his point, he's come in and he's struggled year after year after year. You know, that's, that Josh Jacobs has been through a lot. You know, the, not only the losing, but you know, the team is relocated. The ridiculous Gruden affair that was all racially charged. Henry Ruggs, just a disaster. One of his guys who I can't speak for him, but I imagine he was close. They're both Alabama guys. It's terrible. And then this season is supposed to be promising and you're playing good ball. You start the year. They, you're running the ball all over the place in the Hall of Fame game. And the preseason looks like they're going to trade you, put you on the block. No, you're actually playing really well. And just lost, 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 lost. You know, Derek Carr did a few weeks back when he was tearing up and crying at the press conference. Just awful. <laughs> it's an awful year. So that's bite number one. It's certainly not a fun one, but it's a passionate one. Next up, oh, here we go. You want passion. Dan Campbell, same deal. Lions surging. They can't lose. Then out of nowhere, 
Carolina just comes in and just punches them in the face over and over and over. And it's not that the Lions lost. They got out-muscled. Dan Campbell, ring the bell. Here he was after this dream run of the Lions came to an end, and they got completely out-muscled by Steve Wilkes, Carolina Panthers. What did the Dan man have to say? It's up to us to decide what we want to do and how we want to handle this. That's the good news. Look, I'm just going to say this again. It stings. It's awful. Um, but, man, it's the best thing that can happen to us, you know, because um, I think no matter who you are and, and whatever you do, some of your best work is when you get your face kicked in. And so, I mean, that literally, <laughs> I don't know everybody gets their face kicked in. But, but I do know, man, when your back's against the wall and you get trotted on and, it's, and everything's at its worst, you either just stay down there or you get up and you come back motivated and upset um, with uh, calculated energy and aggression. And, man, you go. And there's a purpose. And so I think this is the best thing for us. That's a take. I mean, I don't know if it was Socrates or was it Confucius who said, man, some of your best work, man, is when you get your face kicked in. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I know the point that he's making is you got to recover from it. But imagine losing 37 to 23 to go to seven and eight on the season and coming out and saying, this is the best thing for us. You know what, Dan? I, I think maybe wrapping up around the line of scrimmage and coming with away with a win would have been the best thing for you. But I like the optimism on it. And that's fun. That's a funny clip to me. Um, <laughs> I lost track of something he said because everything he says is awesome. We've been at this now, not only two years with Campbell, but four, five months this season with Campbell. And every time he comes up, I'm still amused and I'm still inspired. Just like the giant shoulders, the, the Buffalo Bill voice the the like kill them all sound bites that resonates with me and i think it resonates with the lions just didn't resonate that day they got their butts kicked or no they got their face kicked in has <laughs> anyone ever had been kicked in the face and be like yeah this is the best thing for me i love it that's a that's a great one but three bites enter not one not two and the third bite oh crap we got up see i don't see these before you guys do these are the heavy hitters how do you react to dan campbell Oh my God, that's Mike Vrabel's music. What is he doing here? All right, Vrabel. I can't wait to see this. The Titans have not won a game in 41 days, I think is the number. It's before Thanksgiving. They're on a five-game losing streak. They cannot get a win. And the first four were to like really good playoff teams, as if that's an excuse. The last one was to the Texans, who like their whole business plan is not to win, but the Titans still lost to them. So afterwards... The Titans on the outside of the playoff picture looking in, which they almost never are to Vrabel. Here was Big Mike after losing to the 2022 Houston Texans at home. Go ahead, Mike. Guy making a mistake. You know what I mean? You hear, man, I hate losing. I hate losing too. So maybe we should love preparing and love focusing um, before the game and doing as much as we possibly can so that we don't make mistakes in critical times or mental errors, things that could be avoidable, avoided. Uh, as far as, you know, I mean, it's, it's part of their job. You know, it's, you know, it's rewarding watching guys succeed. That's why I do this and watching them develop and, and improve. Uh, you know, but the losses, you know, certainly hurt. When you say maybe we should love preparing and, and doing the things before the game, are you saying that, that you may not have 100% buy-in? Well, it's not the buy-in. It's just, 
how much are we doing outside of the time that we're at the facility? Mm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Those are questions that, you know, if they just, you know, if you as a professional athlete just work 8 to 4 or 8 to 4.30, and I don't know mm. how much you get out of it. You know, maybe God gifted you with some really, really cool talents. Um, you know, we just have to, you know, all do a little bit more. Mm. This is the saddest bite fight ever. <laughs> this is all bite fight, sad losing edition, but still a, a poignant edition. You know, it's just listening to Vrabel and listen to all these guys. These are the dog days, aren't they, man? If you are a football player, even if you're in football media, man, you haven't seen the sun in like five months. Everyone's tired. Everyone's bored. Everyone's irritable. Everyone's hurt physically if you're a player and sore and annoyed and like even right now it's not even january like the vacation or your time off or a break might be close there's weeks left to go and especially these guys losing five in a row um look i, I like the variable quote because he speaks with such credibility i like when he gets into the time frames if you're an 8 a.m to 4 p.m guy like that's such a specific call out even 4.30 he includes in it. That just tells me that Vrabel has a very specific schedule of a day in mind that his athletes and his players should be working, and it should not be 8 to 4. That's punching your time card 9 to 5. That's pretty great, and it's a good call out. I expected maybe Vrabel would be a little more irritable, but he looks almost exhausted. And he's got this weird scenario now where they don't have anything to play for this weekend, and they could just lose by 100 points and it won't matter. But it's the Week 18 game against the Jaguars that means everything. Uh, I love Mike Vrabel. He's the reigning coach of the year. Can you imagine that? That beat-up piece of meat. He looked like Randy the Ram and the wrestler. He's been through it all. Uh, and he just he looks exhausted. He's got to find a way to get a win. I don't know if it's coming. Uh, he's not going to get it here either because, listen, maybe I'm a sucker. Maybe I'm biased. But uh, your winner, the Detroit Lions head coach, Dan Campbell and Stu. Bite by champion. I don't know if he's ever lost this thing or ever will. The only reason he won this one is the Jacobs bite was really good, and it had uh, potty mouth in it, which I like. Mike Vrabel was very emotional, but the Dan Campbell one was everything. It made me laugh, it made me chuckle, it made me think, it made me want to work out, maybe want to do some uh, lateral raises with 50-pound dumbbells like he does. Dan Campbell, not a winner against the Carolina Panthers. Maybe, maybe a winner of a playoff bid, but right now a winner of bite fight. Dan Campbell, see you next time. I'm, nobody wants a piece of Dan. Even Vrabel couldn't take him out. That's saying a lot. That's Bite Fight, and that's the show today. Guys, normally I throw a dart, but as I said, end of the end of the year, end of the calendar year, we've been going up for months, everybody's dropping parts and dragging sparks. Technical difficulties here. Believe me, I wasn't going to hit a dart anyway. I'm still trying for that bullseye, uh, but thank you for joining us. I really mean it. The Warriors proud that you're here. Michael Jordan back in the 80s is proud that you're here, and I'm proud that you're here in 2022 for a few more days. We'll be back tomorrow with our last show of the week. We'll preview the Thursday night game featuring Mike Vrabel's Titans, Versus, isn't that Titans Cowboys? Yeah, that's kind of tasty. Until then, thank you guys. I appreciate it. This is us from the basement. Please exit through the garage and close the door on your way out. See you tomorrow.